The Golden State Warriors' third quarter mojo is back. And as we revealed last year, there's a direct correlation between the Warriors dominating third quarters and the Warriors winning championships. So, so far, so damn good. Kylan Mills and I are going to break down a Friday Night Live celebratory edition of Locked On Warriors next. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Dave. Download Dave today at dave.com slash locked on NBA. You can get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check. No late fees. Kylan Mills has no late fees either. You can follow her on all social media platforms at her name, Kylan Mills. You can follow me on threads. It's blowing up there, folks. Add Dog Wild. You can follow me there. Kylan, great to see you. Happy Friday night. The Warriors pull off their first win of the season. Stephen Curry in the postgame show mentioned it, it took the team 14 games to get their first road win of the season last year. We all know how much they struggled. This time it happens in game two, their first attempt. Solid game. If you love the Warriors, you're feeling good about it. Great to see Kylan. Your immediate reaction to the Warriors winning 122-114. Hey, Cy, doing well and definitely pumped. I mean, it's a positive sign. The Warriors already have that first road win out of the way. Uh, hopefully no repeats of last year in any capacity. Um, hello to Neela. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Is it Neela? Um but shout out to all of you who are joining us. Appreciate you guys coming and hanging out with us every Where's day, every to... week. Um, the traveling, I don't know if I'm saying. Urquidez? Nine... Yeah, Urquidez. <laughs> is that right? Okay. Um, Where's Neela? I can't find this person. I'm sorry. but Go ahead. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Anyways, they just asked for a shout out for her daughter. Oh, okay, um, gotcha. His or her daughter. So... I'm, I'm thinking it's, you know, this is a positive start to the season. The Warriors come out, they win a road game against a very good Sacramento team. Uh, one of the best offensive teams in the NBA season ago, they still have the same kind of punch. They still have Sabonis. They still have Deer and Fox, who's one of my favorite players to watch. Um, and I thought the Warriors held up well. First of all, you got to talk about the third quarter explosion. They continue to play well after the halftime break, which is something the Warriors did two seasons ago and throughout their championship run, but it was totally lacking last season. Mm -hmm. So far, so good. The energy has been high. They've made the right adjustments. They're playing well. Things are clicking in the third quarter. So that's a big positive. Two big takeaways for me is Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga, big contributors. I love both of what both of what they've been doing and the minutes they've been getting. I think they both have been playing well. Um, and I thought that Moses Moody stepped up. I was glad to see him get more minutes. He had 10 points, but he had a team best plus 11 in the plus minus category, which doesn't tell the whole story, but his defense I thought was really strong. And I think he's made major strides in that regard. He had three steals, didn't he? Again, 
I think he's had three steals in both games this season, Moses Moody. So to me, that's a huge, huge asset. Steve Kerr loves guys who can play defense. The Warriors have hung their hats on that for the last several years. So if Moses Moody can keep playing defense like that, I want to see more of him. Jonathan Kaminga, outstanding. I still hate the three-guard lineup, but hey, they won the game tonight, so not going to complain. Exactly. They they won, and, and that's the big – look, they're going to get Draymond Green back soon too, which is really crazy. This team looks good without him so far and he mentioned uh Kaminga and Moody when you look at the plus minus in this game the top three for the Warriors uh number one Moses Moody he was a plus 11 number two Stephen Curry we're obviously going to talk about him he had a hell of a game tonight and then number three Jonathan Kaminga those are your three leaders for plus minus that's huge um that third quarter was insane And, and when we talk about the third quarter mojo being back it's not just this game in against the Suns um they also they had a huge third go ahead sorry sorry were you gonna say something i didn't say anything no i was just not oh, okay. with you but yeah i was gonna say uh, the third quarter oh my god and i just deleted my box score but i think they outscored the suns in the third quarter 40 to 19 if uh, i believe that's correct but i just deleted my my whole sheet here the point is third quarters have been amazing and tonight is no exception um honestly kylan i feel like this was a tale of two games in the first half there was a while there. I think the Warriors uh, were, were victims of, of, of a big run by the Kings. Um, they wanted a 14-0 run uh, in the second quarter that was capped with uh, JaVale McGee, alley-oop. It wasn't looking great at that point. Uh, and But then slowly and, and surely, they come back. And they actually took the lead going into the half. I think it was 60-57. to 57. I like. Did you Did this surprise you based off the first half? Like, I was not feeling good. It was. I honestly thought it was a miracle that the Warriors are keeping this game close early on before they suddenly just took off in the third. Did were you surprised at, at the Warriors pulling away like this or no? You're, what, what were you thinking? Based on the way they played in Game One against the Suns, I wasn't surprised because the Warriors have been historically so good in third quarters. Um, but I will say I was happy about the turnaround from the first half. And also even in the first quarter, I don't think the Kings went on a big run at any point in the first quarter, but the Warriors were losing by five. I think at the end of the first, I was very weary. As soon as I saw the starting lineup with the three players, we talked about not wanting to play together, Chris Paul, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. (laughs) So I saw that and I was just like, Oh, all right. Uh, Please Draymond green, come back. And then Andrew Wiggins who played horrible against the Suns, was in the starting lineup. So I wasn't feeling great coming out, you know, right away in this game. I thought the Warriors didn't look great in the first quarter. You mentioned the second as well. Kings able to go on a run. Um, So I don't know that I was surprised. I was happy to see it. I think the Warriors have got to continue whatever they've got going right now. That's been allowing them to ignite and get so hot in the third quarter, but this is something that's worked for them. Like last year to me was an anomaly. So Mm -hmm. hopefully it's something the dubs can continue. Uh, but man, I just, I don't know. I hate the starting lineup. That's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't start off great. I mean, so I'm with you. I, you know, but again, when Draymond comes back, hopefully this will be a result soon. I want to, I want to read the third quarter stats real fast. Cause again, the Warriors just lit it up tonight. That third quarter was the difference. Um, and in that third quarter, look, we saw Clay Thompson playing some good basketball. He almost blew it for the Warriors at the end there with like three straight turnovers and some silly shots. Same with Wiggins, oh, but they, they, it was, yeah, that was sketchy, but they thankfully held on. Even Chris Paul was making some, some questionable decisions at the end there. Uh, but a part of it could have just been their guard was down. Uh, you know, when a team is playing catch up like that, De'Aaron Fox, you know, when he's playing, he played like he had nothing to lose. And so when you're playing like that, you can go on these crazy runs sometimes. 
Um, but that third quarter, again, Clay Thompson has scored 10 points. Uh, he was a plus eight. Uh, he was a perfect two for two from the three-point line, four for five from the field. Stephen Curry, uh, again, we're going to get into his his night in just a moment. But just that third quarter, uh, he led all scores with 16 points. Uh, he was a perfect- nasty. And he had the was a four the four point play was in the third quarter too correct I yeah, think yeah I think so yeah yeah that was it was nasty it was nasty is a, a great word for it uh, he was six for seven from the field in that third quarter three for three again from beyond the arc um, and then and then uh, uh, Moody and Kaminga really shined in that third quarter they they uh, Kaminga was a plus twelve he had five points three rebounds I thought he was really aggressive as a rebounder would you agree with that because that's been one of the things you and I both. Uh, have been touching on regarding Kaminga in year three. I agree. You know, last year I was trying to like, I was, I felt, I felt the criticism was a little overboard with Kaminga as a rebounder. Um, but in year three and with a bigger role, I totally accept that he needs to be a big rebounder. And I feel like he's starting to step up in that regard. There were some boards he grabbed tonight that were aggressive. Um, what, what are your thoughts? Did you notice that as well in terms of Kaminga? Yeah, I thought that Kaminga looked aggressive. I still would like like to see that rebounding number, especially when he plays 26 minutes at seven. I think he finished with five tonight. Yeah. So there were moments where I thought it looked really good. He was aggressive and he was crashing hard, but I still think he's got to try to get that number up. Yeah. Um, I will say I also thought that he was aggressive going to the basket. He had like a nice finish inside. I remember at one point in the third quarter or the fourth. Um, and I, I like what I've seen from Jonathan Kaminga. Um, yeah. I think that he just looks confident. He's playing aggressive on both ends, not just defensively, not just on the glass, but I think he, you know, seems to be getting into more of a rhythm offensively, which is something he was still trying to work out or at least develop consistency in last year. I think so far, so good. It's still early, but Jonathan Kaminga looks like he's made the strides the Warriors need him to make, needed him to make in the offseason. And then Moses Moody, to me, looks like a different player mm. than he started out last season. Uh, I mean, I really think the confidence piece was the biggest issue when he was not playing because he is, just looks so much better, so much mm-hmm. more confident, reading the game better, and his defense is so much better. Like, I can fully admit, even though I was a Moody supporter last season, that there were times where he was, like, traffic cone-esque last year. Um, and, you know, reaching, fouling, not moving his feet, and I just feel like he also is just so much more aggressive, doing a lot defensively. Uh, I think he pulled in a couple rebounds as well. So anyways, I just like coupling in Kaminga and Moody together because they're two players who I don't think were in the rotation enough last season. And now it does appear to be different. And I think that they're proving their worth so far. Yeah, that's, so far. It's early, but so far. Yeah, understatement of the year, them not being u- utilized last season. That was egregious. But hey, new year. We're looking forward. Uh, and there, there was one play that Kaminga finished this game with five rebounds. Again, he played 26 minutes. He should have had six, though. He got robbed of a, of a rebound in the first quarter. He, like, leapt up. He, he grabbed this really tough board. He got fouled on that play. And then they, they didn't credit him with the rebound, which really sucked. Um, but he rebounded. He had, a, he, had a, a, he was discombobulated early in the game, I thought, uh, offensively. And then he, he, he brought his composure back. Um, that third quarter, just to finish up real fast, just because it was really the difference in the game. Kaminga, again, a plus 12 in that quarter at five points, three rebounds. Moses Moody was a plus 10 in that third quarter. So Kaminga plus 12, Moody plus 10. Moody at six points, uh, two boards, was a perfect two for two from beyond the arc in that third quarter. And then the one final third quarter piece I want to throw out there before we move on from the subject, we saw Trace Jackson Davis for the first time. Uh, mm-hmm. He made his NBA debut 
Uh, I think it was exclusively in that third quarter, I believe. We saw him for four minutes, 41 seconds. And even though the, the box score is not going to show much, I thought he looked like he belonged. He's a tough dude. Uh, you know, he was making life difficult for anyone trying to enter the paint. He didn't make mistakes, right? Like, he, like we didn't see him commit any egregious turnovers. Again, the stat sheet's not going to show you much, but he did have a plus seven uh, in that third quarter. And there's a reason for that because, again, he was great defensively. Um, and I was just stoked to see him. Any final thoughts on that third quarter before we move on and talk about the rest of the game, including Steph, Stephen Curry? Anything else? No, you love to see the third quarter. It was amazing. Yeah. Go ahead. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. The third quarter mojo to me. And again, we covered this last year. We we did a lot of shows just dedicated to, to yeah. the, the, the Warriors third quarter woes and how in championship seasons they dominate in that third quarter. There is a direct correlation there. So good to see them coming out uh, from the half with aggressiveness, with smart play. And then when we uh, come back in just a moment, we're going to give uh, Mr. Stephen Curry his due because he had a monster game tonight. Ooh, Great yeah. to see Steph at 35 years of age, still among, if not the best player uh, in the NBA. He's absolutely phenomenal. I can't rave about him enough. Um, Got to give some love to a brand new sponsor. Uh, and that is Dave. Um, I look at at one time, in case you don't know what it is, I'm, I'm going to get into it at one point, at one time or another, uh, we all need a little financial help. And that's why Dave is great. Dave can get you cash when you need a hand between paychecks. Um, if you need to build credit by settling, uh, by, by settling extra cash advances on time. Um, Dave, again, it's all about get, giving you cash when you need it. It's a banking app that's leveling the financial playing field. When you download Dave, you can get up to $500 in five minutes or less. There's no credit check. There's no late fees. It's part of Dave's extra cash account. They advance the money you need with no interest, and then you could settle up later. That sounds like a hell of a deal. So download Dave today at dave.com slash locked on NBA. That's dave.com slash locked on NBA. You could get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. Download the Dave app now or go to dave.com slash locked on NBA for terms and conditions. Go to dave.com slash legal eligibility criteria and instant transfer fees. Apply banking services provided by Evolve member FDIC. And today's show is also brought to you by Jace Medical. You've heard me talk about them on this show extensively, and it's all about having resources for those moments in life where you desperately need them. National, natural disasters can happen. We had an earthquake tonight, Kyle, and I, I don't know if you're aware of that, um, but fortunately it was a small one in the Bay Area. But some, what if the big one hits? What if there's a fire? What if uh, something else happens where suddenly you're injured and you need a medical kit? The one you buy at the local grocery store or drugstore has some of the essentials you need. They got your Band-Aids, they got your gauze, they might have some disinfectant in there. But what the Jace case gets you that you won't find in a traditional medical kit is five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form. And in some cases, you might have to jump on a quick call with one of their board-certified physicians. You're getting actual advice and you get to uh, connect with an actual uh, physician, which is another huge perk of the Jace case. Get ongoing care from their physicians on any treatment-related questions. Doctor-created doctor recommended. So go check out 
Uh, and go check out uh, jacemedical.com and enter the code locked on at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. Use the promo code locked on at jace, J A S E, medical.com. You are locked on warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Every dayers, we're back Sunday. The Warriors, I believe, are playing the Rockets. Uh, this is going to be an earlier show, so join us for a Sunday Night Live edition. And then, Kylan, you're going to join me because the Warriors are playing uh, back-to-back yeah. games. So on Monday, Kylan will be with me for that show. I don't know who's going to join me Sunday night, Sunday yet. We'll find out. But you can follow me on threads at Dog Wild. You can follow Kylan Mills on all social media platforms at Kylan Mills. Kylan, do you have a box score in front of you? And if yes, uh, if you don't mind, inform me in the audience, how does Stephen Curry do tonight? And if you don't have one, I'll take over. But uh, oh, do you have those I, have, I have it up. And I Wait. was just during the break looking at um, my phone. Um, so Stephen Curry, the Stephen Curry, finished with 41 points mm. on 14 of 19 shooting from the floor, 7 oh. of 10 from deep. He mm. grabbed four boards, had four assists, two steals, hey, and no. as usual, a couple of turnovers, uh, <laughs> but also was a plus 10, which was second best plus minus on the team behind Moses Moody, who was a plus 11, which we pointed out earlier earlier in the episode. But Steph Curry put the team on his back. You mentioned it, what he did in the third quarter, even at moments in the fourth quarter, despite the fact the Warriors almost unraveled the last five minutes, uh, but he was incredible. Incredible, Steph doesn't slow down. I thought it was interesting. Something that was mentioned during the TNT broadcast was the fact that Steph said that last year when the season ended, he only took 10 days off before ramping up his off season workouts because he said, getting older, he can't give his body as much full on rest because it takes him so long to get back into it. He almost just like has to constantly stay in shape. I thought that was something interesting mentioned in the broadcast that Steph only took 10 days off from last season into preparing for this season. Love it. Um, he is a warrior. He is a warrior in both senses, senses of the word. And I think that he looks fantastic to start out the season. Happy to see him healthy. Happy to see him doing so well. And I just think it's fascinating. 10 days off, Steph gets right back into it. He's so dedicated to the team. He has figured out how to take care of his body down to a T. He knows exactly what to do. He knows exactly how to best prepare himself for the season. I think something else that was pointed out is that he said he's very much into strength training. That's something that he is much more pays much more attention to in the off season than he did seasons ago. So he has evolved. He is mature. He knows how to prepare for the game. And I think that's a big reason why we're seeing him play so well here early. Well said, you know, the only thing in there that you said uh, that was wrong. And I'm, I'm really disappointed in you, Kylan. I mean, it was such a huge mistake. You, you said the game was on TNT was on ESPN. Oh, ESPN. Um, yes. You're so right, you're right. I, I don't know if we can continue this show. I apologize folks for the misinformation. It's totally egregious, Kylan. I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. That's, that's that. I don't know. I'm just, I'll issue, know. I'll issue an official apology video on Twitter. <laughs> right. uh, later, later <laughs> tonight, once we get off the show. Uh, yes. Sorry. The ESPN broadcast. I don't care. I don't care. Uh, but, but no, you're, you're Steph and Curry. I mean, I, I, I caught that as well. That comment he made. Uh, and you're right. When you're, when you're older, you know, there's, a, there's quite a few things that change with the, the human body physically. One of the, the key things for athletes is the recovery time is longer. Um, so when, when an older athlete takes, let's say Steph decided to take a month off instead of 10 days, 
it would have been so much harder for him to get back in shape. Uh, the whole process would have been much more painful, um, which is why Draymond Green, you know, uh, on last night's show, I played the soundbite from St Steve Kerr, uh, where Kerr explained why Draymond Green is not playing yet, and it has entirely to do with conditioning. So whereas Stephen Curry is taking damn good uh, uh, care of his body, you have Draymond Green basically just letting loose and and and, and being pudgy Dre again. Uh, do, do you have any thoughts on that? That's just so disappointing to me. Like, you just signed a four-year, $100 million deal, and and you don't come to camp, like, super prepared? I don't I don't know. Does that disappoint you the way it disappoints me? Yeah, I think that's fair. I think it is disappointing. Uh, to me, though, it doesn't surprise me. Like, Draymond <laughs> seems to be one who enjoys his vacations in the offseason, who enjoys his trips to Mexico. Heck, he's going in the middle of the season, which created some controversy, <laughs> while injured. It, you know, instead of being with right. the team, like sneaking off to go on quick little getaways. Uh, so it doesn't shock me. Uh, Draymond seems one who's going to enjoy his time off and maybe not necessarily uh, take 10 days like Steph did. Um, but hopefully he's able to get back in it soon. I mean, I don't know how big of a factor the injury was and in him, you know, having to work back into conditioning. So, uh, you know, that's also another factor. The ankle is a tough one because you really – you're limited in terms of what you can do conditioning wise outside of biking. Um, right. So hopefully he can get back into it quickly, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Like Draymond just strikes me from what we know about him as someone who is going to enjoy his off season. Uh, in addition to working out, like it's not like he's just totally, you know, not dedicated, but uh, he strikes me as well. <laughs> laughing I, at what? I do think it's important to point out with the age of the warriors, they all have to be <laughs> Bruce Morrow just commented, Draymond be drinking his LeBron tequila. <laughs> uh -huh. yeah. uh, but I, I do think that it does need to be pointed out that the Warriors getting older, they do need to be more dedicated, more dialed in in the offseason, exactly the way Steph has approached it. They all need to approach it uh, coming up these last couple seasons that they're going to play together in order to prevent injury. Otherwise, it's going to be impossible to keep them all healthy. It's going to be impossible for them all co to come in and play well if they're not conditioned. Like you said, when you're older, you don't recover as quickly. And also, you're much more susceptible to injury if you come in and start playing an 82-game season and going through the rigors of all the team workouts and practices and your body's not prepared, you're going to get hurt. The Warriors cannot afford to let anyone get hurt this season. There's yep. a very small margin for error. They need the key guys healthy. So, to me, that conditioning is crucial. Totally agree with you. Um, when we come back in just a moment, we're not really going anywhere, but in just a moment, we're going to be – uh, talking about two players that had a relatively disappointing preseason and opening night, and that was Andrew Wiggins and Clay Thompson. I felt like they they had good bounce back games tonight. Um, before I do that, by the way, I, how cool is it that Steve Kerr is going all in on Kaminga? And I, I can't begin to uh, to to just explain how awesome that is. I, I mean, he's being open minded about Kaminga's minutes. A perfect example was near the end of the game, he took out Kevon Looney. It, with, with the Kings making a comeback, I think the, the lead was down to, what, five? And he takes out Looney and puts Kaminga in in these really crucial moments because uh, he wanted more athleticism. He wanted more offense. And, again, we saw the minutes tonight. Kaminga played 26. I don't know how that's going to get affected when Draymond comes back. But I, I, I really have to salute Steve Kerr. Uh, for all the criticism I gave him last year, I, I want to give him his due uh, when he does smart things. And, and again, uh, Kaminga played 25 minutes. 59 seconds to be more precise. Moses Moody played 21 minutes and seven seconds. 
Um, so, and those two are the future, if not the present. So I, I just want to tip, tip my cap uh, to Steve Kerr for that. Uh, anything you want to add to that before we give some love to another sponsor? Uh, no, I agree. I'm excited to see a bigger role for Kaminga, but keep playing Moody. In the opener, I do not think Moody played enough. When he gets minutes, I'm talking 20 plus a night, he is going to contribute and be a key piece. People are in the chat are even saying start Moody. That's getting that's getting a little out there, folks. Now you're getting <laughs> aggressive. Uh, but I do think Moses Moody, 20 minutes a night plus off the bench, is going to be a recipe for success this season. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I, look, I, I mean, you and I have been 20 plus a night. I love to see it. Yeah, we've been raving about Moses Moody. Uh, yeah, and you're right. There's some people in the chat saying stardom. I look, I, I love the kid. I absolutely love him. Um, and we'll a lot talk of folks, more. a lot of folks all throughout, and we'll talk about it after the break. Throughout our show, have been saying give Moody more of Clay's minutes. Yeah. So I, 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 I mean, look, Kevin. last night's show. Uh, one of the commenters, I think it was like Steve Wilton, uh, mentioned something which I thought was very astute, which is that the that if Clay Thompson. I guess his suggestion was that Clay should kind of pass the torch to Moody the way David Lee did to Draymond Green back in 2014. Um, that there's a better player emerging. You know, I don't know if we're at that point yet. I, I don't see Clay doing that, by the way. But yeah, it, I mean, Doc Rivers was raving about Moody on the broadcast tonight as well. I, I'm all I'm all in on Moody. I mean, I've been saying we we, we both have been saying that we both last year were bummed that he was constantly getting these DNPs and was sent to Santa Cruz. Yeah, he's awesome. He's totally awesome. So we'll talk about that and so much more. Um, Got to give some love to Prize Picks, another uh, longtime sponsor of this program, and they are super fun. I missed out by just minutes. I'm putting in my bet tonight. But look, if you live in California, it's legal here. It's awesome. Um, and it's all you got to do is download the app. <clears throat> There's a lot of perks when it comes to Prize Picks. It's really simple to play. Um, you can literally make your picks, submit your entry. In 60 seconds. And it's not just how fast you can make your picks. It's also the quick withdrawals. You can even use Apple Pay uh, for the cashier. It's easy gameplay. There's an enormous selection of players and stat types. And it's all about either uh, picking a player and deciding if, if they're going to score more or less than or grab more rebounds or less than a certain amount that they set, right? And, um, you know, the players, it, and that's it. And it's a minimum of two players, maximum of six. Uh, you can win up to 25 times your money. So if you do a, a six-player bet and you win that and you put a huge bet down, you might be able to retire, folks. I'm not, I'm not, that's not hyperbolic. I'm being, I'm being serious. Go to pricepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match of up to 100 bucks. That means whatever amount you put in to start your account, up to $100, they'll match it. So you're going to play with double what you put in. Again, Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match of up to $100. Go have fun and go thank me later. You are locked on Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Right, one final segment of Locked on Warriors. You can follow Kylan Mills on all social media platforms at Kylan Mills. You can follow me over on threads at Dog Wild. Super easy. Um, let's read the stats real fast. Or actually, do you have them in front of you again? Do you want to do, do you mind uh, 
telling everyone how Andrew Wiggins and Clay Thompson did? Or do you want me to handle that? Let's talk. Yep, I've got it. Let's talk about. So Wiggs played 27 minutes, uh, finished with 11 points, went 5 of 13 from the floor, didn't make a 3, 0 for 3 uh, from beyond the arc. But he did pull in five boards, chipped in three assists, and had two blocks. I thought it was a solid performance. I thought it was a better performance from Andrew Wiggins. Um, and then on to Clay Thompson's stats. Clay finished with, and a big reason why his stats ended up being this high was a third quarter performance. He did not look great in the first half, but he finished with 18 points on seven of 12 shooting, two of four from deep, pulled in three rebounds, had four assists, one steal, um, did have three turnovers and four fouls plus four. Um, so that's a look at the numbers for, for um, Clay and Wiggs. I thought both played considerably better. Um, I don't think it was either their best performances, but I think it was good. And I thought Andrew Wiggins, despite the fact that he had some shooting struggles, he looked more aggressive. He played better defensively. Um, he did chip in at least some of you know the other stats, five rebounds, three assists, two blocks. Like I said, I thought he looked better defensively than he did last game. So that was a little bit of a relief, right? Like that first game was so odd from Andrew Wiggins. It was. Shooting not quite there, but I think a lot of the other aspects of his game were back to where he usually was. And then Clay Thompson, much better. The third quarter, though, to me, was really the key for Clay. What did you think? 100% agree. The third quarter was the key for a lot of players. But Clay finally like showed a semblance of his old self. By the way, those Wiggins missed threes, they, they reminded me of Minnesota Wiggins. Like, those misses were clanks. Like, Wiggins, I, 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 we haven't seen this in a while. At least I haven't seen it in a while. But when Andrew Wiggins used to miss a shot, you could hear – the, the, the clang off the rim from miles away. It was, it's one of the most ugliest fourth shots you, you'll ever see. And for some reason, he cleaned that up here with the Warriors. I, 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 for me personally, from my observation skills, I'm seeing a little more flick of the wrist, a little more touch with the shot. But starting off the season, it, he re- he's reverted. I don't know what's going on. Um, but that three, just it's like he's throwing it at the rim almost. Like it's, like it's a damn baseball. Uh, but yeah, Clay... Yeah, he looked a million times better tonight. I mean, look, the one really good thing about Clay, uh, you know, he's been a, a target of criticism lately. And, and to a certain degree, I think rightfully so. His offense still isn't quite there yet. Um, but he was, I believe, a plus nine in the game against the uh, against the Suns. Um, tonight, he was a plus four. Uh, again, had 18 points. He was seven for 12 from the field, as you mentioned. The fact he shot 50% from three was huge. I wish he would get to the line a little more at this stage of his career. Um, only had two free throw attempts, but again, it, he, his defense was good enough. His offense was good enough. Um, I don't see an all-star game, uh, you know, anytime soon. Uh, I don't see a max deal anytime soon. I, I don't know if, if this is how, what we're going to see from clay this year. I have no idea how those contract negotiations are going to go, but look, they won. And he was a big part of that. And obviously, there's a lot of nostalgia with this guy just because of the history. Um, there's a lot of sentimentality with Clay, so it was good to see him succeed tonight. Would you agree? Like, do you have any? Are there any negatives you saw in this game tonight? No, I thought it was good. I thought it was solid. Like I said, both those guys I thought played well. Not great, but they played well. Can I bring up one last point though before we wrap up this show? Yeah. What was up with the moody flop call? What did everyone think in the chat of the flop call? Because I was did not think that was the right call. Uh, was it McGee who was guarding him again? Who was it? It was. 
But no, either way, was... they were in his landing space. It was not, he did not jump into them. He literally like came straight down and there was contact on the leg. Like that was, it was McGee. Um, that was such a bad call. I don't know why that stood out to me, but I was because it was like, awful. It was, a, it was, a, it was this rule, this rule. It's just whatever, fine. But like that was a horrible call and use of it, in my opinion. What no, you you're think? absolutely right. I have that in my notes as well too. Uh, I wrote it down simply as bull feces flopping <laughs> call on movie on Moody. Yeah, I don't. I, it, it's I've never for that to be the first uh, flopping call that we've seen. I don't know if anyone else out there has have seen other flopping calls in other games. That's the first yeah. time I've seen that the whistles yeah. blow. Uh, or I'm sorry, the refs blow the whistle on a flop call, and that should not have been it. No, no that was absolutely no. egregious. There was contact, and he was coming down, and his own, like I was just like, what? This is the flopping rule. Like awful. I just I thought it was terrible. Anyway. It was absolutely awful. What What did you think about uh, Gary Payne the second? By the way, his defense. Um, look, he looks healthy again, right? And that's a great sign for this Warriors team. Um, his defense was fine in the in the Suns game. It was his offense that was an issue. He was 0 for 5. And then it looked like he was continuing his slump tonight. Uh, he, he missed, I believe, his first two three-point uh, three attempts from the corner. That's a sweet spot, right? So when we saw those first two misses, at least I was thinking, oh, boy, like, is is he officially... Uh, does he have does he have the yips now? Does he have some sort of Chuck Knobloch like mental thing going on with with his corner three? Because that's a staple of his. Thank goodness we saw him finally hit uh, that third attempt. So the slump is over. Uh, Gary Payne the second again. You don't you you don't rely on him for for points. That's not what he's there for. His defense is exemplary. Um, any thoughts on Gary Payne the second? Who I think is going to be a key for this team when it comes to their championship run. Definitely. I'm not too concerned about his offense. He's a defensive specialist. Uh, there definitely have been times in the past where shooting, he's had some slumps. I agree with you, though. That corner three has always been his go-to, or at least, like you said, his sweet spot. So good to see him make one. I'm not concerned about GP2. He's healthy. He's brought the energy. He's still a great on-ball defender. That's all the Warriors need right now. Like, they have plenty of offense. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's been great to see him back out there, but I don't think there have been any major concerns for me from GP2. No major surprises either. He is who he is, and we love him. Absolutely. And look, the, the bottom line is this. We, we've seen the Warriors. It's a small sample size, two games. They're one and one. Uh, they, they played a Suns team that is damn good, and they almost won that game. Uh, they go into Sacramento tonight. There were three-point underdogs. They win the game. If it wasn't for that late fourth quarter where the Kings made that run, you could have called this game a blowout. Um, and they're doing this without Draymond Green. They're doing this with a lot of players that are very young. Uh, and and with a Chris Paul who's 38, and we, and we weren't certain what we're, we were going to expect from him. Two games in, I'm feeling damn good. Damn good. What, what How are you feeling, Kylan? I, I, don't, I know I'm the fan here of the two of us. I actually like this team. But how are you? Yeah, thumbs up. There you go. Thumbs up. I like this team, okay? I didn't grow up in the Bay Area, but I like this team. Now, listen, I grew up in Chicago during the golden years of the Chicago Bulls, but it has been rough. It has been rough being a Bulls fan. What are they doing? Just... So you know what I'm all I'm all in on the Warriors. I'm here for it, uh, and it, it's a joy covering this team. So you always want them to do well. So hey, Absolutely. now not, I'm not a hater covering the team, Cy. All right? <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. I'm just, but I feel like just emotionally, I, I maybe I'm a little. You more yes, maybe you not. you grew up and were raised as a I fan did. that there's another level of connection, and I love that and I respect that, and that's Absolutely. why I bring a different perspective. Absolutely, yeah. When this team loses, I'm grumpy. Um, I, I wish I could control that. Uh, but but that's how it goes. So 
Um, and again, a few people in the chat mentioning Corey Joseph not playing tonight. That's a win by itself. I'd like to see Brandon Pajemski at some point. But look, a win's a win. This was an awesome game. We're back at this Sunday night. Uh, Warriors and Rockets on the road. Um, so we'll see you then. Kylan, thank you as always. Thank you, everyone, for a great chat, for a great session. The Warriors are one and one. And I think they're legitimate title contenders, folks. They look good. So uh, we'll be back at this soon. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. 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 Go Dubs. Huge fan. <laughs> Huge fan. <laughs>